Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm Daniel, and with me is the lovable Monica. Hello! Today, we're minus one, and we just decided that we're just going to chat about a couple things. Uh, one of the big things being that I have been watching Doctor Who, and Yay! Monica wants to kind of quiz me what I think about this first season so far. Even though I'm not quite done with it yet, I think I have two episodes left. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about Doctor Who. But before we get there, just like to see what's been going on with everybody. Monica, what's what's been going on? Um, a lot going on right now. Uh, January was two cons for us uh, here in Southern California. We had Anime Impulse and we had um, Anime Los Angeles. And so I've been in con mode already. And uh, we have two cons in February that Temple of Geek is covering. We have the Long Beach Comic Expo. Um, and then we also have Gallifrey One, which is a Doctor Who convention. And it's on the same weekend, so the team's going to split up. I'll be at Gallifrey One, and Jose and David are going to be over at Long Beach uh, Comic Expo. But so we've been busy, and we've been in con mode, and I've been cosplay building. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Now, it's what I live for. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really sad because, you, you know, we keep talking about all the cons, all the cons, all the cons, and everything just seems to be happening in California. I'm in Texas, and I'm ready for con season to kind of kick off down here. <laughs> so, A lot of it, I think, too, is our weather. Like, we always have pretty, like, excellent weather all year long. So I feel like a lot of um, – we can have cons any time of the year. We're like, um, for example, like in Phoenix and like Arizona, places like that, they have to have most of their cons in the winter. Mm-hmm. Is that just because it's it's cooler because then? Because it's, so, it's so hot? Yeah, it's cooler then. It's not so hot. They do have some um, in, the, in the summer. But, um, yeah, from what I understand, most of their events happen when it's not hot. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't imagine living in a dry, hot heat and trying to go to a convention wearing all that clothing that the cosplayers wear. And yeah, it would be crazy. Oh my god, Doctor Who cosplay because um, the show mainly takes um, place in London, which is very cold. Um, they have to wear tons and tons of layers and coats and hoodies and all these kind of things. And then you're in like San Diego Comic Con, you know, in the middle of July, like you know, dehydrating. <laughs> Because it's so hot. Now I've never been to the convention center. Is it pretty air conditioned? Is it pretty cool? Like, does does it is it conducive to cosplay? <laughs> uh, yes, and it's fine indoors, but there are still a lot of people, so you're just gonna get hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, you know you have a hundred thousand people crammed into the convention center, so it gets really really hot. But um, but it's not as bad as it is outside. Like as soon as you lose shade, it gets really really hot. One day I'll be there. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe. I'm telling you, you could ghost it. Just ghost just, it? Yeah, just show up and do the outside stuff. Because there's so much to do just on the outside of San Diego Comic Con without even having tickets. You know, I would I would go there and I would feel like that it was just... That I was so close and still haven't gotten in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's easier for us in California because for us it's just a short drive. Yeah, I'd travel so. that way just to say, I'm, I'm almost there. Yeah. Take pictures of me yeah, knocking yeah. on the door. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Please let me in. Uh, not much has been going on with me. Um, been having some issues with my 
my my real nine to five. Um, Summer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to be playing it low this low key this weekend. Not going to be doing much. Um, I was planning to go do a movie review uh, this weekend. I may still actually go. And uh, at the time of this recording, this is uh, February 9th for those who are keeping track at home. Um, on uh, Sunday the 11th, there's going to be a showing of Mazinger Z, which is a anime um, of an old, you know, giant supersized robot. Uh, it's celebrating its 50th anniversary, and they got wow. a, new, a new movie that just came out. Um, and they're showing it at the Tinseltown, which is in one of the suburbs of Austin. And uh, we actually got press passes to go to that. Um, couple problems. One, uh, depending on what's going on with my real 9 to 5, I may not be able to attend it. And two, uh, we may be getting a hard freeze uh, this weekend. So it may not be safe for me to travel. Uh, <laughs> so Oh, a hard freeze like actual snow and stuff. Correct. I was so, like, what's a hard freeze? I don't understand that term. So depending on what the weather looks like and depending on what happens with my job, um, I may or may not be able to attend Sunday. Um, I'm hoping that I can oh, go. I hope uh, you can go too. That sounds fun. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. Well, this is actually going to be our first. Pre this would be our first press event at a movie theater. So I was actually quite excited about getting this press event. Um, and you know, if this all went well, and we, you know, it, if it, if I enjoyed it enough, I was actually going to try to do the Dark Crystal. Um, that that's celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. Forty years. Was it forty or no? I might be wrong. Hang on, I might be getting that confused with another one. Uh, I mean, I believe it. It's, 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 I thought it came out when I was a kid, yeah, I think it's then the I'm 30, almost 40. Th actually, I think it's the 35th anniversary. Okay. So, uh, hang on. I'm pulling it up here because I want to make sure I'm giving out the right information. 1982. Silly. Yeah, so like 35 years. Yeah, so it is the 35th anniversary. So, that's coming out um, February 28th. and uh, The 25th and the 28th, they're going to have two showings. And they've remastered it in 4K, and it's going to be pretty awesome to see. So I kind of want to go check that out as well. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. Uh, the other thing I wanted to kind of briefly ask you was, uh, what did you think of the Han Solo trailer? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, the main thing that I loved absolutely the most was um, uh, Amelia Clark's character kira i guess her name is uh -huh, kira. she looked um yeah kira she looked amazing and she looked badass and i want to wear what she's wearing um she looked pretty cool and then i was really excited about donald glover as uh as uh lando calrissian so that's mainly what i was excited about i don't know how i feel about han though i was just kind of indifferent about him yeah it was, it's kind of funny i think I've, i feel the same way so far uh Lando, he's only in it for three scenes in this teaser, uh, but those three scenes, he kind of, I kind of felt that he was Lando Calrissian. I was like, I think I formed a man crush with Donald Glover in just right? three quick scenes. Uh, I even put up on Twitter recently. I was like, I can't stop thinking about Donald Glover. Is that weird? <laughs> like, I feel like he should be wearing a cape all the time. <laughs> yeah, he definitely needs to be pulling off the cape and the yellow shirt. I, I he needs to happen, you know, make that happen. But yeah, Aldern, and I don't. I'm going to get ready to butcher his name, but Alden 
what is it? Irinrik? Irinrik? Yeah, I don't know how to say his name, but yeah. His last name? I just, I don't, I, so far I just can't see him as Han Solo. I, th- I think it's the hair. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm indifferent. I don't hate it. And, uh, yeah. Like, I don't hate it. I don't think it's terrible or anything. Like, I don't think he's terrible. I think I'll just wait and see how it goes. Yeah, it, it's it's probably going to be a good movie. I'm I'm kind of excited for it, and it comes out in like three months. So, right, and it's Ron Howard, so I'm not worried. Like, I'm sure it's going to be fine. And I've loved all the Star Wars movies that have come out already. So, the only thing that's kind of scaring me about this film, and I can't remember where I read this at, it was either EW or one of those other magazines, but they said that this is going to be the funniest Star Wars yet. I like funny. I like funny too, but. You know, humor in Star Wars is one thing, but if they make it a comedy, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I don't know. I felt like Guardians of the Galaxy was almost all comedy, so well, I Guardians was good with all of it. was kind of made for that, though, you know? This is, I don't know, this is just Star Wars. It's kind of like sacred ground. <laughs> so, I'm nervous. Uh, okay, okay, what, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts, and this will be my last question about this, what are your thoughts on the way the Millennium Falcon looks? No thoughts. I, 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 you sent me the side by side. I think where the Millennium. I, maybe I saw a meme about it, um, where the Millennium Falcon looked like nice and shiny and new, and then in the you know more recent movies, it looks all banged up. And they're like, "Damn it, Hong, we're never going to get our deposit back now." Oh yeah, that was a Twitter post. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. I knew I saw it somewhere. But um, yeah, I mean, it. I'm sure it'll look cool. Yeah, it looks it looks really sleek. Um, I don't know if you've paid attention to what the outside looked like, but you know how like the Millennium Falcon has like those two, I don't know what you call them, but the two little arms that's in the front, the the where it has the big gap in the middle. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the new ship doesn't have that gap anymore. It's all one big giant solid piece. Oh, interesting. So, and you know what I you know. Well, somebody at work was asking me, you know, why does the ship look drastically different? And I was like, well, because remember, he keeps referring to it as a heavily modified Carillion cruiser. So I think he modifies the crap out of it when he wins it from Lando. So, oh, interesting. So it's 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 yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to see this film. I'm just super super excited about it. But enough about Star Wars. Let's talk Doctor uh, Who. Yes. So uh, Doctor Who. Um, I've made it to episode 11. Oh, so you're so close. You have only two episodes left. Correct. Um, And so for those of you that don't know, uh, Doctor Who, uh, Daniel's watching the Doctor Who reboot that uh, aired in 2005. So he's on season one right now. Correct. I'm on season one. And... I think I'll start power watching this more because I'm starting to actually kind of like the show the more and more I progress through it. Um, first four episodes was kind of rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. But once we got to the uh, to like the Dalek episodes and things like that, it, it's it started the show started getting really good. Um, I was really, that the uh, Aliens of London or, or no World War Three, right? Uh, I believe it was called World War Three. That was the one where they go into that underground bunker. Yeah, yeah. And oh they, wait, no, the Dalek episode. That was um. That, I think that was just called Dalek, actually. Yeah, I think the Dalek episode was just Dalek. And, yeah. And I guess I'm mispronouncing it. It's Dalek. Well, some people it's Dalek, um, but like you know, I've heard British people say Dalek because 
they have that accent. Yeah, see, I keep calling it a Dalek. It's a Dalek. <laughs> Dalek. <laughs> but that episode was actually one of the first episodes that I actually kind of started really getting into it. I paid really close attention to it. It was just kind of an interesting story. Um, like I said, I, I didn't really watch any of the original Doctor Who except for like an episode here or there when I was in Germany when I was a kid. So I don't really know much about it. Um, but, you know, hearing the story about, you know, how they were they're both they were, you know, both the Dalek and uh, Doctor the Doctor were both. Uh, what do you call it? Stranded, not stranded, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Were there races? The last of their kind. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Worlds were annihilated. Um, that was just kind of an interesting uh, storyline to me. And then, you know, the creature bonded with Rose. Right. Which really kind of confused me. And then it wanted to die at the end. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, because they're they're taught to be like inherently like hateful and I guess you could say kind of racist, you know. Uh -huh. So the worst thing it could do was like care about somebody else and things like that. Yeah, you know, it's like this thing sucks. Kill me. I need to die. Yeah, because it just, like, felt like it had, like, you know, basically betrayed everything that it believed in. And so, it's it's really interesting. And then also, um, that episode introduces the character Adam into um, the Doctor Who franchise. And I always use Adam as an example of, like, you know, when the Doctor picks a companion, he picks people that he just has, like, you know, he's been around for thousands of years. And at this point in... Um, you know, in season one, he's been around for like a couple hundred years. But, um, you know, he picks companions based on like, he just gets a feeling about them. He just knows that they're going to be good people. And uh, they're, you know, they're, there's something really special about his companions, where this one was more somebody that Rose picked. And um, I always make the comparison that like, Doctor Who tells a story about somebody who doesn't need a gun, who doesn't need, like, he's not a warrior. He saves the world with, you know, just a police box and a screwdriver. He doesn't carry a weapon, nothing. He's just, like, you know, doing the right thing all the time, or at least tries to do the right thing all the time. Mm -hmm. And where, like, you know, there's people who sometimes miss the point of Doctor Who, that it's about compassion and kindness and and being good like Rose was, you know, mm -hmm. where the doctor was just kind of lost and Rose was like, hey, you know, you have to be more compassionate. You have to be better than that. And where like, I felt like Adam, he, he gets the idea of time and space. He gets the appeal of like everything, uh, you know, exciting and wonderful and he can wrap his head around it, but his heart's just not in the right place. And so, you know, like, I feel like some people kind of, um, you know, are like that with Doctor Who, like, you know, they, uh, they get the idea of Doctor Who, they love it, the idea of Doctor Who, but they're, like, really mean to, like, you know, other people, or they're, like, mean to cosplayers that aren't, like, screen accurate, or they're, you know, just kind of like, you know, oh, well, you're not a real fan because you haven't been watching it since, you know, the inception or whatever, and they just kind of miss the point of Doctor Who. I, I can, and that's my... I can see that. Um, I, I see it when I do go to cons and stuff, which are, you know, some of the people's reactions and all that stuff. And I see it, especially see it online. Um, so, yeah, I can see what you're talking about there. Um, now, Adam, if I want to I make sure I'm 
because you know I'm not really writing notes in here, tracking what I'm watching here. But Adam is the guy that gets the implant installed in his head, right, with the computer. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he got a little greedy there. I like the way that episode ended, where uh, his mother, or whatever, came home and she snapped her finger <laughs> and freaked out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was that was that was a fun episode. Uh, the next episode I think I really enjoyed a lot was the Father's Day episode where she goes back in time and saves her father. Right, Not right. Intentionally, but she just instinct instinctively ran out there and saved his life. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool episode. It was kind of touching to see basically the father realizing that that's his daughter. Um, and then he goes out and, you know, basically decides that he has to die in order to save everybody. I thought, I thought that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, uh, it's kinda, very gripping. I'm kind of confused, though, about her mother. Um, I don't know what to think about her mother's character yet. You know, especially in that episode where the father sits there who's dead. This guy is, you know, gone, doesn't exist, uh, only knew her as a baby, was able to realize that that's his daughter. And the mother who basically, you know, knows rose and I, I understand it was back in time but she just she didn't seem to catch on that that was her daughter and all that uh i don't understand the whole dynamic between her mother and daughter and i don't understand the relationship and um I don't know, yeah just... um you know it's to me it just seems like uh maybe like jackie well i i don't want to like because you'll see jackie a lot in uh, the mother in season two, but there is definitely some character development with her. Okay. Yeah. She's Rose's mom. And at first, you know, we're talking about the mom of a teenager because Rose is supposed to be like 19. Um, when the doctor picks her up or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I think there's just like a little disconnect as a parent to your like teenager, you know, but yeah. I mean, there is definitely some character development that you'll see with Jackie. Now, episodes I didn't like. Um, episode two. No, I'm sorry. Was it episode two? Yeah, episode two. That was the one called End of the World. Um, I don't think I could get past the... What did Aaron call it? The human trampoline? Um the last human on earth is a piece of skin stretched across this railing. Oh, Cassandra. <laughs> Moisturize me. I don't know why that bothers me. I, you know, I think a lot of it was just that, that play on like plastic surgery and trying to be thin and like just how far the human race will go. It was just, uh, and what's bad is, is when I tried to watch the show last time and I, the last time I tried to watch the show was probably, 2014 or 15 somewhere around there a couple years Mm -hmm. ago and i get to that episode and i was like nope can't do it (laughs) (laughs) you know it's that's a really hard place to start you know especially because you could tell that the budget that they had at that time was not a good budget they didn't have a, a big budget like the special effects are so cheesy the clothing is so dated and even, like, the music and just feel of it is, like, really, really dated. But um, at the same time, like, well, I didn't start with the ninth Doctor. I started with the 11th Doctor. And even then, you know, which is, like, season five, I remember thinking, like, because my brother and my boyfriend would be watching it. 
And I would think, like, this is so cheesy. This is so lame. Look at those special effects. They're terrible. And then you go back and, and they would like, sit Whoa. there. <laughs> yeah. And then they would sit there and they were like, you know, just binge it. I'm like, well, it must be good. So I sat down one day and I watched the first episode of season five. Uh-huh. And which is, I'm telling you, cheesy special effects. And I, but I, I was hooked. And after that, I watched season five until season seven, I believe. And like, I just binged it. And then after that, I went back and watched all the other episodes. Like I went back to nine. So by then I had already like, you know, developed a relationship with like Dr. Who. Uh So everything else was a little bit more tolerable. So you were okay with the bad special effects? Yeah. Because I had already like gone through like, you know, before I, I had lost, um, the pawns, which is, um, uh, the 11th doctor's companions, Amy and Mm -hmm. Rory Pond. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had lost them. Like, the Doctor had just lost them. when, And I was waiting for, like, you know, uh, the new companion, Clara, to come along when I went back to watch all the other episodes. And so I had already, like, formed a very emotional attachment to Doctor Who. Okay. And this will all make sense to you soon. (laughs) I'm sure it will. And the sad thing, and I think this is another reason why it's taken me so long to watch this season, is because I really like... Uh, Christopher Eccleston. Um, yeah, he's great. And I'm sad because I know this is the only season he's in. Yeah, it's a bummer. It really is a bummer. So I'm, I'm actually, and as I've been watching the show, he's just been growing on me, and he's been getting better and better. And I'm like, man, I got two episodes left with this guy, and I know I'm getting ready to change to somebody else. This sucks. This is what Doctor Who does to you, and it does it to you every couple years. And it's funny because, like, whenever the new guy comes in, you're, like, all skeptical. Like, I don't know about this guy. And by the time, like, he leaves, it's, like, this cycle of, like, why? Why are you leaving? (laughs) Yeah. I feel you. It's going to be a hard hard, uh, thing, I think, to let him go at the end of the (laughs) 13th episode. So... Um, which is really sad for me to say because, like I said, I've just started getting into the show. Um, and, you know, I, I really enjoy him. Uh, but, you know, I, you've told me before that the next Doctor is, you know, he's, he's good. And he, you told me to go ahead and welcome him with open arms. So I will go ahead and do that when I get to season two. Um, <laughs> and I hope you get it there soon. I, I, I'm, I'm planning on finishing it this weekend. Uh, so, matter of fact, I'm, I'm really... With me not having much to do this weekend, uh, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. So, uh, I like your tweet updates from when you're watching the the episodes, you know, and you're like, "Wait, what's going on? Wait, what just happened?" <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it, it got really bad. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think I did tweet for, during the the fourth episode. So, you know, the the piece of skin Cassandra I thought was was bad, and I didn't think it could get any worse. And then we got introduced to farting aliens. The Slovene. <laughs> so, and what made it really bad, and I posted a picture of the way they looked. They looked like overgrown, fat, puffy kids, babies almost. Yeah, yeah, they did make them look a little weird. And I don't know, I just, I that was another episode that I couldn't stand. But then you get to episode 11, and you find out one of the Slovene is still alive. And I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be another one of these episodes. But it turns out to be one of those episodes that I actually really enjoyed. Um and it sucked because it made me actually like the character 
And then she yeah. tricks, she tricks you at the end. But um, yeah, uh, that was the episode that I ended on was the Selene episode where she's trying to uh, build those nuclear towers or whatever so they can right so they can like surfboard somewhere yeah stupid surfboard across the waves yeah um yeah it's interesting uh jay uh what's his name um barrelman john barrelman john barrelman shows up in episode nine which was another good episode about the uh the child that the empty child yes the nanomites or whatever they were that couldn't put him back together so they put him back together they thought the way it needed to go and and basically built him wrong <laughs> yeah that episode was written by Stephen Moffat uh-huh. who eventually becomes the showrunner for Doctor Who okay and he's um he's currently the showrunner that is has just exited so now we uh, so for this new season coming up in the fall we'll have a new showrunner but yeah, he he held the reins for a long time on Doctor Who, and some of my favorite episodes have been written by him. So what you're saying is, is if I like this episode, I'm probably going to like the rest of the show that's managed by him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was a good it was a good episode, and we got introduced to John Barrowman's character, which uh, I'm still kind of confused about what his deal is. He's he's not necessarily a time lord, but he is a time he's traveler a, that's like kind of like a rogue you know i kind of picture him as like the han solo type character of doctor who right and that's a great way to picture him he um so he's just your regular i mean he's not i guess he's humanoid he's just a human guy from a different planet in a different time and he was supposed to be like a space cop basically going back in time and and helping like police like time basically t- time travel and uh things like that but he went rogue for whatever reason like you don't really know i think they kind of said something like they wiped his memory or something and he doesn't really know why he's on the run uh-huh. uh but he's on the run and so he's not like he's just he's not a time lord where he can regenerate and he's not supposed to live a long time basically he's just your average human he can get shot and killed <laughs> now he's and i think i've kind of spoiled myself knowing certain aspects of the show that's going to be happening so like i know he's going to be popping up several times throughout the series yeah Um, you see him all the way up until season three i believe okay and then we don't see him after season three but he gets his own spinoff called torchwood um that uh where he he is the star you're telling me i have to watch another show after this if you want to, I have never seen, I've seen episodes of Torchwood, but there, um, so Doctor Who is very family friendly. Mm-hmm. Torchwood is not. Oh, I could deal with and that. It's, yeah, it's a lot darker and it's a lot, um, like, it's just a lot darker. So there was a lot of episodes that I couldn't get through. Not because, like, basically I'm a scaredy cat and also, like, I'm easily emotionally traumatized. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't watch all of Torchwood. Um, but, and even, uh, you get a Peter Capaldi, um, episode in Torchwood, which is really good. You get one in Doctor Who, too, um, with the 10th Doctor. You see Peter Capaldi, um, there, too, but, uh, who later becomes the 12th Doctor. But, uh, yeah, Torchwood apparently is really good, and John Barrowman comes back in Torchwood, um, with the Big Finish, uh, audio series. So he gets his own audio series as well. 
audio series, meaning like an audio book type thing? Yeah, so there's an audio series, and it's really, really great. It's, um, you know, it, it, Doctor Who has so many different, like, spinoffs that go into the audio series. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fifth, sixth, fourth Doctor, the seventh Doctor, the eighth Doctor, and even the war Doctor, um, John Hurt. He, they all have, oh, the Tenth Doctor, too, they all have an audio series, so their stories continue on. They continue on in the comics, they continue on in books, but they also continue on with the actual cast um, in the audio series. And it's very exciting. Very well done. Hmm. One of the big things about, um, that's exciting about Gallifrey One is that sometimes they get companions from the audio series that aren't companions, like, on the, on screen. Uh Uh-huh get to meet like at Gallifrey one and then you get the writers for big finish and the cast from big finish there. And you get like directors and stuff. Um, River song, captain Jack, like all these companions, like they kind of live on in these audio series and it's very exciting. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these. These are going to be interesting. Sadly, they're all different prices. So yeah. Um, my friend, uh, I have a friend, Mike Sokol. He is like, who I who I believe is like the expert on the big finish like audio series, uh-huh. and he could tell you all about them. Like, and every time I want to like you know start like you know going through the audio series, I always think like you know what I'm just gonna ask Mike <laughs> because there's so much to get through. Now, like a whole other expanded universe. I see that they also have audio books or audio stories um, featuring some of the old doctors and. Um, one of the ones I'm looking at right now is the one that I always associate with Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor. Yeah. Um, so whenever I think of Doctor Who or whenever I thought of Doctor Who as a kid, I always thought of that guy with the scarf. I'm like, yep. that's, that's Doctor Who to me. Um, so Yeah, and I'm sure he, that's Doctor Who to a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, and I believe his name is Tom Baker. Tom Baker, yep. He's the fourth Doctor. Um, yeah, so I see that they have audio series with him in it. So... I guess that leads me to my very first question that I wanted to ask of you. Uh, So now I'm going to pick your brain about Doctor Who. Um, When a doctor regenerates, does that doctor die and become a different person or what's, what's happening there? So it's the same person, same memories. It's just a different casing on the outside. Okay. So he, um, that's, it's kind of how they cheat death. They just kind of like regenerate into another, um, form another figure a healed body i guess and um so they're not possessing like another body it's just that's just their that's alien what they species turn into. just turns into that it's okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i guess um there's a lot of like if you really want to get into the details like some people they used to say that like uh they could pick their faces no it's random it's a lottery um you know <laughs> Later on, you'll hear that, like, you know, in some of the, you know, some of the other episodes, they'll say, like, oh, no, I chose this face. Or, no, um, like, some people say, oh, we can, like, it doesn't have to be a lottery. We have ways to make sure you can pick whatever you want. So, it gets a little technical. It's weird. (laughs) Well, my second question is this. Um, When I... first heard about the series or first started understanding it i always thought that he was an old guy so he started off really old like in the very first season of the show back in the 60s and progressively started getting younger was that not true 
No. So it goes up and down. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one of the, um, yeah, so they don't always have to be older. So you had like the fifth doctor who regenerated to the sixth who was older, but technically the fourth doctor regenerated to the fifth who was younger. Okay. So it just, it's just up in the air. Okay. It's, it really comes down to who they cast and who makes the best doctor. It's all about yeah. who has the dollars. Because um, right now, Peter Capaldi is, um, you know, a, much older than David Tennant and Matt Smith, who were the previous doctors, you know? Correct. And now, for the first time, we're getting a woman. So, you know, it just, there's no rules to it. So, so my follow-up question to that was, also in the original version of Doctor Who, wasn't it supposed to stop, like, wasn't he only supposed to be able to regenerate, like, a certain number of times? Yeah, so at some point, somewhere, somebody threw out, and, like, the number 12, and said, there's only 12 regenerations that a Time Lord gets. And um, I don't want to give you too many spoilers, <laughs> because you're going to be, you know, because a lot of this comes up in the next couple of seasons. So they cheat that in the series, or they... yeah. So, and I, and honestly, I believe that that rule, that 12 regeneration rule was one of those things that somebody in a writer's room threw out there, not thinking that like 50 years later, the show is still going to be going, you know? Correct. And I, and I agree with you on that. Um, you know, back in the sixties when they made this, they're like, oh, this show won't last but 10 years or whatever. And yeah. So they were like 12, later, you know, or 50 exactly. years later. 54 years later, 55 almost. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think it's just like a number they threw out there and um, there's like a lot of um, kind of like arguments over how many regenerations he's actually had because it's revealed at one point that he also regenerated into what's called the war doctor uh -huh. at one point. And so that counts as a regeneration. And then the 10th doctor regenerates, but like keeps the same face at one point and so like i don't want to i want to be vague because i don't want to give you too many spoilers because a lot of this is coming up for you okay um i got two more questions go for it uh, so he regenerates into a different doctor but yet i've seen previews for like an episode and i think it's the war doctor episode that you're talking about where they do the the war of the time lords or whatever it's called where two of the same or who's supposed to be the same character is together on the TARDIS I guess and there's actually yep. all those same doctors so I understand you know there's a whole time travel aspect into it but if it's it's all timey wimey wibbly wobbly okay so it's it's not um, the character split into multiple characters it all has to do with time travel right yeah it all has to do with time travel and you know what time they intersect and there's a whole paradox thing about it where like one like one of them won't remember it and it's usually the younger doctor or i'm sorry the older doctor that doesn't remember it okay because like the the timelines get too screwed up and so they can't retain the memories now my last question is i remember a character on the original who when i was a kid who was a robotic dog named canine yes uh i'm assuming he exists still in the show somewhere um you'll see him next season i think 
Okay. You'll see him in season two. Yeah, you do see K9 come back. And K9, so K9 had his own spinoff at some point. Yeah. But in the, like, in the newer series, um, the character Sarah Jane, uh-huh. who was the fourth Doctor's companion, um, as an adult woman, you know, because in the old series, she was like a teenager, very young. Or maybe like early twenties, but you know, as an older woman, she plays um, she plays her same character, Sarah Jane. And there's a television show called The Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah, I just pulled that up. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, and so Canine is her companion. Okay, so it wasn't so really you... a Canine spinoff; it was her spinoff with the dog. No, Canine had his own. Oh. Yeah, Canine had his own, but it, that didn't work out. <laughs> Okay, I see it right here. That's, but he doesn't look like K nine that I remember. Yeah. So, but yeah, with Sarah Jane, get, you know, she gets a K nine, and so you do see K nine come back. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll be Sarah Jane um, for Gallifrey one. Oh, okay. Which costume? I'm doing. I'm doing the stripedy one that she wore back in. Uh, it's like a. It's like, I don't overalls think, I don't think I and like a stripedy one. A <laughs> stripedy one. Uh, they have a name for it. It's like candy something or like. But uh, yeah, it's like a it's an overall set and it's striped white and red. Okay. And is, is she going to be there? No, she is not. She passed away a few years ago. Oh, I guess. And there's actually. <laughs> no, it's not a stupid question. Um, she passed away a few years ago, and one of the Doctor Who episodes um, from, I believe, the six series is dedicated to her. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, does it, I guess I just came up with another question since you brought her up. Um, will we see, like, I know Rose is going to be leaving and there'll be other companions that come up. Do we see these old companions pop back up throughout the series? Um, you do see... You get introduced to a lot more companions, but you do see some old faces come back. You see um, Rose Tyler come back at one point. Um, oh, I'm just so scared to tell you who's coming and who's leaving because it's all spoilery. Okay. But um, but yeah, you do see a lot of companions come back and forth. And there's, I think the one companion that kind of continues to like go through she's gone through three doctors is um river song river song started with david tennant she was with um matt smith and she also was with capaldi so she's she's she is a companion then river yeah. song yeah she's a companion before yeah she's a she's a companion she's definitely on um, you know part of the tardis entourage okay I'm looking at these pictures of the Sarah Jane Adventures, and I see a Slovene in one of the pictures, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to watch the show. <laughs> really? Just like that? Just like that. The second episode of the Slovenes didn't win you over? No, not that much. Yeah, so the Sarah Jane Adventures is definitely geared towards teenagers. I could tell it's by the kids like in the picture. middle school and like teenager type thing, where Torchwood is geared more towards like an adult audience. Well, it's good that it has a wide range of uh, shows for different people. Um, right. There's also another spinoff for Doctor Who um, called Class that only got one season. I didn't realize there were so many spinoffs of the show. Yeah, this one is recent. This one is a very recent one, Class. And Class 
supposedly was geared towards more of like a high school teenage type um, audience. Uh-huh. But we watched it, and Nate and I decided that our our teenager could not watch class. So, I guess now Kinda I have strict. another question. <laughs> How do all yeah. these shows tie into Doctor Who? Like, for example, class, is it just... Is there a uh, kid that he ran into in one of the episodes and now he has his own spinoff show? So that's more like um, Torchwood, basically. That's how Torchwood happened. You know, Captain Jack was part of the TARDIS team and, and they give him, like, his own episode. Uh, his own spinoff, I mean. Uh, but, like, the Sarah Jane adventures kind of just... Um, the way they tie in is, like, the Doctor's not always on Earth. But some of these people that he meets and interacts with and things like that, mm-hmm. they um, they have to stay on Earth and investigate what's happening on Earth when the doctor's not there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in class, in the first episode, you see the doctor and they introduce, you know, it's Peter Capaldi at this point, the 12th doctor. And, you know, he he basically is part of the episode with these kids and then the kids go off and, you know, do their own thing. That's interesting. Okay, so that basically gives me an idea if I want to continue on or not. Um, There's so. so much. Like, I mean, like I said, I haven't watched the Sarah Jane Adventures other than, like, the cameo episodes where, like, the doctors show up. And um, I started watching... I've, ca- I've caught some of Torchwood here and there, but, you know, for the most part, I just watched the main series. But, you know, it's really cool if you think about it, you know, you know, us as Americans, we have Star Wars. Star Wars is our, uh, and we have the Marvel superheroes, DC superheroes. But you know, we have our our genres that that has been out for many, many, many years, and have their spinoffs and things like that. So it's really cool to see across the ocean, you know, across the pond, if you will, to different countries' heroes having their own spinoff shows, and that. There's a universe that's lasted for fifty six. What did you say, fifty six years? And yeah. it's it's this massive universe that spreads across multiple shows. So it's really cool to to see all. And that. it's really global because my dad, as a kid, he grew up in Mexico, and he used to watch Doctor Who as a kid. And so you know, it, it's I think it's always had kind of like an international um, fan base, mm-hmm. but it didn't really hit the states until Matt Smith um, showed up. Yeah, see, when we when I was a child in Germany, um, I just remember my mom used to buy the videotapes of the original Doctor Who, um, the Tom Bank- Baker episodes, and uh, that's what she would watch. She would just watch the crap out of them, and occasionally I would watch <laughs> one with her. So, you know, I saw some of the characters and all that other stuff, but like I said, I don't remember much about it. I just remember the scarf and the dog and um, things like that, so... It's... Yeah, and also, like, I try to watch the older series, and the language and the setting is just so different for me. Um, some of the slang used, I just don't understand. It's it was a different it's old time. English. Yeah, it's old English that I just, I don't understand. And I tried to watch, like, the original series. I tried to watch, like, the first and the second, third Doctor stuff, and I can't get through it. I cannot get through it. I, I watched the first Doctor episodes and I was falling asleep. And I know people are going to be like, what? Oh my God, you're the worst fan. But You're not a true just, fan. 
Right. But I just couldn't. Where Nate, like, he'll watch and he powered through and he was like, yeah, these are good. And I'm like, are they? Are they really? Like, like, okay, I believe you, you know? It's really sad. When I started this adventure, I really wanted to start from the very beginning because I'm the type of person that wants to start, you know, if I'm going to start something, I want to understand it and immerse myself from the beginning and work myself to the end. But they don't even have all the episodes. Well, like, there are Amazon so many Prime, lost episodes. <laughs> I get on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, here they are. They're all here. And I click on one, and it's like, you have to have a special subscription for this. I'm like, for Doctor Who? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think, so, BBC, the BBC started uh, BritBox, uh-huh. which is their own streaming service, basically trying to do what Netflix did. Where else. I think it was, yeah, it's kind of a mistake, though, Um taking Doctor Who off of Netflix because that's where we first watched it and that's where we fell in love and I feel like the fan base for it was like they were getting a new fresh fan base from Doctor Who from these people that were just stumbling upon it mm-hmm. you know what I mean like they were just people were just stumbling upon this show where like right now nobody's going to get BritBox unless they're specifically looking for Doctor Who well I might have to get BritBox I see what I can do. Oh, that's audio. Never mind. I was going to say, I can buy the first 50 years of Doctor Who on DVD, but that's uh, audio box, and I don't want to get audio. I want to get the f- original series. But yes, if, if I do... But you can't buy... Like, not even all the episodes exist. There's, like, so many lost episodes. They'll probably just give you the specials. So, what do you mean by there's lost episodes? Like, they didn't save the film? Yeah, like there's missing episodes of Doctor Who. I think we need to make it a mission to see if someone has these. There has I mean, to be I think someone. I think the BBC is looking for them. I, there has to be someone that has these original series. I don't know because some of that was like way before videotapes and things like that. I mean, we have videotape of the moon landing for crying out loud. Yeah, but that was a big deal. <laughs> so is Doctor Who apparently. That's true. That's very true. Well, what episodes, I'm getting ready to go into uh, the last two episodes of the season, which I believe one's called Bad Wolf, which I've noticed that they've been referencing that throughout the entire season. Yeah, that's a big deal. (laughs) Okay, so I have a feeling that's going to be a big deal since they have a whole episode called that. Uh, Matter of fact, in the last episode, he made a big deal to point that out. He was like, where did you pick that name? And he was like, it means Bad Wolf or whatever. And I was like... Okay, so they keep pointing this out, because I remember in the, was it the fourth episode? The one where she first comes back after six months? I can't remember what episode yeah, it yeah. was. The side of the TARDIS had the word Bad Wolf on it. Right. And I just noticed that it's been throughout the show, just randomly here and there. So I figured that's going to be a big deal. So and the then, Bad Wolf thing is why I need you to hurry up and catch up, because I've been wanting to send you stuff, like yeah. memes and things like that. Oh. And I can't, because you haven't watched it. And so I wanted this to show you some. That you've been wanting me to get to. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, the next two episodes because it's a two-parter. Okay, so the last episode's called "Parting of the Ways," and I'm assuming that's going to end with him regenerating. Yeah, that is his regeneration episode. But we don't actually see the new Doctor in this episode, though. We see him at the we beginning. We do. Oh, we do. You do. So they knew that he was Chris Eccleston was going to be going away at the end of the season. Okay. Yeah, they write it that way. That I mean, was, they they know. That was the other thing I was kind of curious about. It's like, do they know who the Doctor's going to be at the end of the season? Or do they just kind of write them off? And They always do. 
they just uh, you, whenever a doctor leaves you, they regenerate into the next one, and you see who it is. Okay. And then, but then you don't get another season till whenever, and so you're just sitting there like ah. You're like, oh my god. Like currently, we're just waiting for Jody. So, so <laughs> then when when Cabaldi went away, Capaldi he regenerated into he regenerated into the woman, Jody. and everybody was freaking out when that happened. Well, they were freaking out when they announced it. Um, oh, when so it actually when it actually happened on TV. They, show it? they always do. Well, I don't know if they did with um, with Eccleston because I wasn't watching the show then. But they kind of always announced it like ahead of time um, who the new doctor was. Because oh, it's a like big deal a big... who the new doctor is. It's it's a big deal. So they usually have a reveal. That seems like that is a major spoiler alert. I mean, it is. But yeah, so like um, I still they they usually announce it like in the middle of a big game, like a big, you know, whatever they their sporting event is like World or series soccer. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time it was tennis, I think. But um, but there's also the memes going around that like all of a sudden all these geeks are watching sports who would have never watched tennis or like you know but they just want to see who the new doctor is and stuff like that. So if I had to rate this series, I don't know if I really want to rate it yet. But let's let's do this. So my favorite science fiction franchise of all time is Star Wars, and like right underneath that is Transformers for me. So like those are my my two top favorite science fiction type franchises ever of all time. Um, at the very bottom of that would be like Battlestar Galactica. So to kind of give you my scale here, okay. Uh, Star Trek is probably in the middle. Um, I'm kind of kind of put this right above Star Trek. That's how I am. For me, um, I think it's always Star Wars, but um, I think Do- I don't know. Like Star Wars and Doctor Who go back and forth with me. But I think it's Star Wars for me, number one, and then Doctor Who, and then Star Trek. Yeah, but I love some Star Trek. I, I I love some Star Trek too. But I I think this show I think this show might grow on me. So you've heard me I talk a lot. <laughs> I always hear you talk. We talk once a week. <laughs> what are your favorite episodes of the first season? So my favorite episodes, uh, definitely the Empty Child. I loved that episode. I like the. Um, Ah, I think the quiet undead was kind of good. Along with like the ghost thing. With uh, yeah, but honestly, like I'm trying to remember for that me, episode. Uh, they go back into like Victorian time. I think it's um the the first time they go back Correct. and it's okay. uh, yeah yeah. I, I think it's her first time in the past. Rose's first time in the past. Um, I like that episode. It was kind of kooky and weird, but I liked it. I liked The Empty Child. And um, definitely um, Parting of the Ways, where he regenerates. Okay. But For you- me, I, I started with Matt Smith. So, like, most of my favorite episodes are in the future. <laughs> okay. And then I'll tell you my feelings about Rose some other time. <laughs> because I started with Amy Pond. Uh-huh. And then I went back to Rose. So she's kind of annoying right now. 
Okay, I'm glad you feel that way. I hate Rose so much. And I'm cosplaying her because she's a companion and she was a good one, but oh my god. But yeah, I don't like Rose. I don't know what it is about her. I know overall she was like a, a good companion, but I just didn't like her. And coming from Amy Pond to like her, I was like, it was really hard for me to like be sad about her leaving because I was like, kind of like, oh, finally. Yeah, she's, um, she's, she's rub, not really rubs me the wrong way, but she's just, she has this annoyance factor to her that I, I was like hoping that next season it's going to get better. Um, no, don't her get me chemistry wrong. She has, with, um, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to just let you talk. Her chemistry. No, I heard her chemistry with David Tennant is way better than it was with Eccleston, in my opinion. Okay. So maybe that's what it's, maybe that's what it's going to take is maybe the new guy coming in, but she just I don't know she's just she's kind of rubbing me the wrong way and I don't I don't know if that's just the way they wrote her or what. Like I don't want to ruin Rose for you because I don't know if you're gonna like love her next season because like it's funny my um my uh my cousin Zindi who like used to cosplay with us and everything when she lost Rose she was devastated like her. Her dad, um, my uncle called me and was like, what did you do to my kid? She's over here crying about, like, a fictional character. And she was so upset about Rose. Like, she was really, really upset about losing Rose. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, whatever. It's like, yeah, You know, like, <laughs> I was ready for the next companion. You know, I didn't. But, like, and then when the next companion comes in, Martha Jones, like, I was like, now that's a companion. Like, I just fell in love with her. Mm -hmm. And so, in comparison, like, I don't know. My favorite companion, I think, is Donna Noble. And she's um, she's a companion of the, the second, I'm sorry, the, the second doctor. The tenth doctor. Um, and so, like, after that, I felt like he just got really strong. The doctor got really strong companions. And uh, Rose just seemed like not as great. I guess I wasn't just, I wasn't devastated by losing Rose. You know, it's so weird that you're mentioning some of these other names. And these are names that I've never even heard of. Like you hear Rose, you hear um, Rory, you hear all those other names. Uh, Amy Pond. Amy Pond, um, yeah. River Song. Clara but, Oswald. But... Yeah, Clara Oswald, of course. Uh, but who was that one you just said? Donna what? Donna Noble. I never it's even Catherine heard Tate. That name. Never even heard that She's, name. Catherine Tate is a comedian, and she is hilarious. She was on the the American version oh, of The Office for a little while. These are their real names. Oh yeah, Catherine Tate is her real name. Donna okay. Noble is like the character she plays. Okay, I thought you were referencing two different characters there. I'm so sorry. No, Catherine Tate plays Donna Noble, and I think she's absolutely brilliant, absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, I like that. You know, the doctor had a little bit of an older companion, you know, in uh, with, with Catherine Tate. Mm -hmm. She wasn't as young as, like, some of, you know, his other companions. And I just really loved that about her. Um, and just, like, her, the way she just lived her life and the way she talks, she's just a really great companion, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, compared to all those, like, the companions just kept getting better and better. Um and then, so, I don't know, just Rose didn't hold up for me. But she was the first one, you know? And if it wasn't for her, this 
this show probably wouldn't go on. Um, Billy Piper, who plays Rose Tyler, was a pop star. She was like a pop singer, and she was really popular. And uh, to get her on the show was a big deal. That's funny. I never even heard of her. Yeah. You know, I guess British. she's a British pop star. Yeah. And it's like, you know, decades ago. So, Well, not decades, but, you know, <laughs> it's been a while. What? She was married to Chris Evans? Was she really? Oh, not that Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Ah, that's funny. I clicked on the name and it pulled up this <laughs> this guy that looked kind of goofy. I was like, okay, not that Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Apparently he's yeah. a comedian. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's, so. That's, that's going to be interesting. Okay, well, I will definitely have to look out for some of these other other companions. I uh, Like I said, I... Rose is kind of just rubbing me the wrong way right, way right now. But she, you said she has better chemistry with the next Doctor, so... Yeah, her chemistry with the next Doctor is way better. Okay, so I'll, I'll look forward to that and see how it goes. Um, I don't like her mother, um, but you said that she Jack. has a new story arc in the next season, so maybe I'll start liking her. J I guess Jackie. I should start probably calling these people by their names instead of what their characters are. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, I should finish up with season one this week. I will continue my tweets. Yay! Um, and we'll kind of go from there. You have a con this weekend, though, right? No, next weekend. This ah, weekend yeah. is uh, con prep. So you're you're free. I am. She's like, I well, am. I'm not free. I have two shoots this weekend. <laughs> always busy, this one is. Somebody has to be. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts about Doctor Who before he cuts us loose? Um, just hang in there. Really hang in there. Like, get through the cheesy special effects and the weird, goofy episodes, because there's so many goofy episodes, Look, you know? I, I promise I'm going to get through the show. Um, it may take me, you know, especially if, if, if I run into goofy episodes like that that I just I can't stand, I may have to stop watching it for, like, a day or two, like, you know, like I've been doing this season, <laughs> to kind of go, okay, let's get back into it. Um, yeah, kind of like wash your palate. <laughs> correct. You know, after I get done doing that, I watch like, you know, Rogue One six times or whatever. I'm like, okay, this is what science fiction is supposed to look like. No, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Who is, uh, I, I have to admit it, it is growing on me. Um, I can kind of see what the appeal is. Um, and I have a feeling that the further I get into this rabbit hole, the more and more I'm going to see why everybody is so crazy about this show. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I've been Daniel. This is Monica. And we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.